0: Welcome everyone to a very special Pride Month edition of We Have Issues. We're here to talk about all the grand gays, best buys, lovely lovely lesbians, transcending trans, awesome aces, and all the other lovely queer folks out there in the universe. I'm joined as always by my stalwart sidekick, the Robin to my Batman, if you will, Josue.
1: Hi, hi, I've been so excited for this special and we get to share other special comics that we hardly get to talk about or just highlight some stuff that we usually do, but just we don't get to talk about it now.
0: Yeah, we don't often do a format change on this show. It's usually the same thing, but this screamed out for an opportunity that I really wanted to do. So me and are here to talk about all the lovely queer comics out in the universe, but we don't want to do it alone. We are joined by someone, if you are a fan of our other show, Joe Bucks Vertigo, someone you're probably familiar with, frequent guest, and one of our good friends, Liza. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to y'all about some queer comics you're about to learn that i used to read a lot of manga and i'm excited to share it with everyone
0: oh you're not the only one <laughs> <laughs> uh none of mine made the cut um but i honestly me and you could talk about this for 10 hours I, uh, I you know? love it. <laughs> so but um i i he he had kind of hinted to me that you might go on the manga route so i was able
1: not to basically <laughs> Oh, good.
2: yeah i sort of warned Hostway as soon as as soon as he asked me to be on the show it's like just so you know i'm gonna pick a lot of manga <laughs>
1: No, it's allowed.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we are going to go ahead and start and talk about some queer books that we recommend. So each of us are going to bring five books forward, and we're going to start with our fifth choice. Um, We're going to go around in a circle. We're going to go ahead and give our our, uh, choices. We're going to talk about them a bit, maybe banter a bit. And then before we move on to our fourth choice, we'll have a little bit of a surprise, but we'll get there in just a moment. Uh, So I will start off, and I'm going to start talking about my first pick, um, my first pick is my only pick that's not an actual comic book. It's a webcomic. And it is a webcomic called Menage à Trois, which has since ended. Um, and it is by Giselle Lagasse, who is the current artist of, um, of Money Shot for a Vault. And I've talked about this book recently because, or this comic, it, it's something that really didn't, that kind of escaped my brain for a long time. I forgot it existed even though I read it all the way through and loved it, it's just once a webcomic ends, you know, you kind of like, okay, I'm done, you know, and you forget about it. But then once they announced that Giselle was going to be doing the art for Money Shot, I was like, I love that webcomic. And I went back and started reading again. And I love this so much. It's the best. Um, there's not, There's basically not a straight person in the entire story. Everybody is some kind of queer. Um, and it's handled with a real great sense of humor. It's very, like, what if the Archies were very sexual and gay, <laughs> which is really great. Um, it starts off with three main characters who are, um, roommates, a young punk girl who wants to be the lead singer of a band, uh, a beautiful French woman who doesn't realize how beautiful she is and is probably a virgin. <laughs> and then, um, the, uh, the guy in the group who is kind of in love with both of them but also it has a complicated relationship. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it's really wacky. It's very much sitcom feeling, but the characters are amazing. I absolutely love them. And I, it just, I'm falling back in it. There's one character that sticks out to me. That's amazing. Who continually hooks up with girls, but keeps telling herself she's not a lesbian, but like in a really deadpan kind of way where she's like, I'm not a lesbian. I have a boyfriend. It's like, you keep sleeping with girls. Like, it's very funny. I love that. It's, just it's a great comic it's just so much fun and it led to like six spin-offs i, I highly recommend it if you if you are a webcomic reader this is one to read it's just fantastic um uh, my personal favorite i have to shout out is the um the moralities of a threesome in that if you have a threesome with a couple and one of the couple falls asleep do you keep going <laughs> like like that's like the joke that it's like, do do we keep going? They're asleep. Like, is this just sex now? <laughs> like, I really like it. I love it. So, Menage a Trois is my first pick and highly recommend to everybody out there. Uh, so, for their first pick, Liza, your first comic pick.
2: All right. Uh, so, for my first pick, I'm going back in time a little bit and looking at the new 52 Batwoman run. And there's just so much to love there. I loved seeing just such an openly queer Batwoman character in Kate Kane. She's just a wonderful, fun character. The art by J.H. Williams 3 is some of my favorite art I've ever seen in a comic. And I just couldn't help but root for her and Maggie Sawyer the whole time I was reading that. Um, because of that, unfortunately, I have a lot of feelings about how that particular story ended. Um, <laughs> right? I had actually almost forgotten until I was uh, refreshing my Batwoman knowledge ahead of the podcast. Um, but there's a lot to love there and I highly I highly recommend checking it out if you want a great, you know. There's lots of great queer stories in the Bat family, but this is probably mm-hmm. my favorite one.
0: I agree with the way it ended. Um and I will say it's not the result of the creative team. It was higher ups, obviously. That's true. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. But um if you can hear that, that's Thor, that's our dog. He had to check in. Um he's barking in the other room. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I bring up a lot because they're like, the whole thing is DC try to say, well, it's because Bat characters can't get married. And I'm like, uh huh. And then they're like, Batman and Catwoman are getting married. And I'm like, but Bat characters can't get married. Like, what's different about this one? Yeah, it's something I take, I bring a lot. But yeah, you're right. That art, J.H. Williams' art sells me on a comic. If I see his, see their name on it, I buy it. Oh definitely, me too.
1: Yeah. Anything you want to add, Hosway? I mean, yeah, it's just a, a classic run, yeah, just DC doing their DC thing and not letting us have our our thing to to book completion. Um but the the six the the CIS books for sure. Yeah, you give give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hosway, your first pick. Uh, my first pick is uh, a Remy and Glad nominated in that order, written by the voice of God himself, written by David Brewer. I'm going with the dark horse, uh, title called Killer Queens, and it's a four issue mini. Uh, the the sci fi assassins are just super fucking sassy and. They're so gay and they just get get involved with a bunch of other galeans and it's my favorite shit ever. Um, I love how this how this just spins off because it's just nonsense half of the time, but you just, you follow Alex and Max and you just want to be their best friends and hopefully you don't cross them the wrong way because yeah, they are they really are legit assassins. They're, they're, they're just mercs. I, I just, like, uh, yeah, I'm a mercs for hire and god damn, I just, I love the voice of Max. He, I love how unapologetically gay he is over like anybody he wants. And it's just even like even mid job. It's just some of, sometimes just some of the best dialogues over that annoying friend. They're just like, bro, just you don't have to be on all the fucking time. <laughs> I love it so much. And I'm so happy. It was one of those words like I because it was a mini, I was so scared that we were just going get, to gonna get the one when it's a space story we can have so many other adventures and thankfully we will be with killer queens too and i'm so excited for that
0: i one of my favorite things that
1: i ever done on the show because it lives rent free in my head
0: i can hear him say it is when this series ended i like i want more i want more galions and i remember him saying that and being like smiling to myself and that's like a catchphrase even though you've only said it once i love love that (laughs) awesome all right, well, those are our first picks. Now, for something a little different. And after that great round of picks, let's check in with one of our special guests, comic creator Jester Richards. What book should we be checking out? You should be checking out The Snagglepuss Chronicles Exit Stage Left
1: from DC Comics. A mix of Hanna-Barbera classic written by Mark Russell, one of my favorite writers, uh, and featuring a great story about the queer struggle of the 1950s. Thank you so
0: much. And we are back with our next round of picks. Going first, I'm going to give a shout-out to two creators that we absolutely adore. Um, I knew one of their books had to be on the list, basically. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. A Thing Called Truth. By Yolanda Zanfardino and Elisa yes. Romboli from Image. Um <laughs> it's it's just fantastic. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's this amazing meat cute, but with like a great level of drama, but also a road trip movie, two instantly likable protagonists. Um just one of my favorite gay love stories ever. I loved it to the point that the second volume wasn't gonna get published. So they kickstarted it and I became the biggest cheerleader on Twitter being like, we need this book. I kept retweeting every single day, like, do not be the reason I don't get this book. And it got funded and I'm very excited to see it. And we're getting regular updates from them. And, oh, I just love it. Um obviously and I can I can give an honorable mention to everything these two have done. Um has been amazing. And uh, you know, but I think a thing called truth being the grounded love story driven, you know, modern story, I think that's what really spikes it for me as the top one so yeah i had to give
1: it to a thing called truth by yolanda zanfardino and alisa romboli they they do a great job like the, their stories are always fantastic and like just diving into like almost like different genres like at first like we kind of fell in love with like with their, with their slice of life approach to 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 comics and then it wasn't until um the least we can do when it was just like more way more into fantasy yeah um but damn it dude just like it's just like if it's a book they're gonna touch it's got the barely like number one it's gonna have the representation and it's like i want i swear, really appreciate about this team
0: yeah and just again i i can't think of a team that makes more instantly likable main characters right like you just immediately click with them you're just like i love this character i love this character i'm worried about them and that's by the end of the first issue. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that... like, like,
1: uh, heck, sorry, shout
0: out to <laughs> well. Like, goddamn, yeah. I love that book. Yeah, it's great. It's just, I, I don't have the last issue yet. So, you know, just, I know. Like, yeah. Um, all right. So, next up, Liza, your fourth pick or your next pick, I should
2: All right. Yeah. My next pick is Paradise Kiss, a manga by Ayazawa. For uh, folks who haven't read Paradise Kiss but have read Nana, that's the same writer and artist. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And not as amazing. And if you like it, you'll probably really like Paradise Kiss as well. Um, it was one of my favorite mangas when I was in high school. And one of the reasons that I liked it so much is that it was so relatively matter of fact about its queer characters. uh, nice. Compared to a lot of other manga that I was reading at the time. Uh, there's this character, George, who is very unapologetically bisexual. And there's also a transgender character, Isabella, who is just wonderful and uh, completely matter-of-factly accepted by her circle of friends. And then you have sort of an outsider character who is the protagonist, Caroline, who comes in. So they're all at a fashion school and they find this girl, Caroline, in the street and they want her to be their model for their uh, senior showcase. They're all seniors. Oh, Um, And so she gets kind of sucked into the world of this fashion school when she's been going to a conventional high school. And so you see her just kind of react to this more artistic world, these more uh, like, you know, creative friends. And of course, she's never really seen queer uh, queer people her age before. And so you see all of those new interactions and how she processes them. But what I like is that despite that initial outsider piece, really, these queer characters are not like objects of spectacle. They're just who they are. And I found that really comforting and nice at that age.
0: That sounds right up my alley.
2: <laughs> it's it's awesome. I can't recommend it enough.
0: Awesome. All
1: right, Josue, talk to me about your next pick, which is a book I knew you were going to pick. Yes. Uh, I love the series so fucking much. Um, Stefan Cedric's Sunstone series. And uh, these hardcovers are amazing. I, goddammit, I, I love the series so much. It's one definitely overdue for a reread um it just brings there's just so much emotion so wholesome it's like while very much centered around a bdsm relationship uh it rolls around ali and lisa who it doesn't start out that they're just openly gay You actually they actually explore each other's past and they were very much in this relationship before it wasn't until because well, one is very much a DOM and the other one started exploring into um into BDSM and they both just find each other in a BBS and slowly approaching the conversation, kind of trusting each other that way, that there were creeps. It's like, well, let's do the meetup. And it goes well. It goes well for them. It's like they start seeing each other more and more, more and more. And up until the question finally gets raised, like, wait, so are you two together? And and there was like that shock when it's like oh shit i guess we are in a gay in a gay relationship and it's like and it starts exploring after that it's like it's very so slice of life and and the exploration over like the 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 way the way the ensemble just grows like the cast just grows and you find out more about them but it's really all the heart with ali and lisa it's one of those books where it's just like i fucking love crying (laughs) into sudstone because there's so many great moments it's very, it's a very spicy book. It is a very romance and erotica book. Um, but it's just their relationship. Like They're both like these these two nerds. So it's like these in-transition in uh, uh, parts where they're just like, yeah, talking about their days. And it's just like, they, well, God, how they just clap back at each other. Again, just like in the friendly way, like in that relationship way, not just like in, in, in the fighting, but oh my God, I'm waiting for the third first edition hardcover to come out so I can have it that way because I'm still really, I'm behind now. But oh my god, I just I, I love when it developed into that where it's just like, how could these two? How could these two people not know that they <laughs> that they're in this in this relationship? But it's like they're very much living together. They very much are. They just don't talk about it. <laughs> they, they just like sure. they can just sometimes just open up to each other a little bit more. And sometimes it is always about like I mean, yeah. having having that conversation. So Sunstone is just awesome. Uh, everybody should be reading Sunstone.
2: Uh, Sunstone is great. Uh, oh, you've read it too? Yes, yeah. Actually, uh, it's kind of funny. A customer at my old job lent it to me, and he was like, "This may be kind of a weird book to lend you, but I think you'll really <laughs> like it." Uh, and so, like, he was talking to me about it, and uh, I read it, and I was just so shocked by how like beautiful that relationship was, and how how tender it was, and just the way. I don't know, just like everything about that connection that they have. Like I just was really moved by it. And it's uh weird. yeah, I never would have read it if randomly a customer hadn't been like, Hey, I have this comic. I think you should read it.
1: No, oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Stranger.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: It's on my list. It's been recommended to me a lot. That's so it? but I buy a lot of comics. So <laughs> Fair. I actually had a person buy one through seven yesterday. Wow. <laughs> I- <laughs> all right well we're gonna move on to our
0: next uh group of picks but first after that round of picks let's check in with comic fan jd for a queer book recommendation hi everyone uh y- you should all definitely check out the wonderful graphic novel that is Mooncakes by wendy Shue and suzanne walker uh it's a
1: fun little uh queer little
0: witch comic it's, it's it's a ton of fun it's super cute and i know everyone who picks up a copy will absolutely adore it
1: Nice. thanks for that jd i was yeah. gonna say josue has something to say i'm I've sure been, that, that's been on my list <laughs> that's like 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 for you with satsdown, Moon, Moongate is one where i'm, I'm passing by at the store and it's like just get it just read it it'll be a quick read you're gonna love it and it's like it's, it's on my list so, jd i promise i will get to it <laughs> awesome
0: all right, our third picks. Um, it wouldn't be We Have Issues
1: without us going a little too
0: mainstream, uh, specifically Marvel, specifically <laughs> X-Men. Uh, luckily, X-Men are gay as hell, and I love it. Uh, so my third pick is X-Factor, the Leah Williams, David Baldion run. run. Um, just such a queer cast, and they're all amazing, and their stories and arcs were near perfection. Like I, I love this book so much. I was so heartbroken when it when it got canceled, and um, it yeah, it's it's just great. It won our Kirk Cohen Book of the Year that year award because it was like, fucking great. It beat every other excellent book. Like it was that good, but it got canceled. Uh, just I mean, I won't run down the whole cast, but Northstar and Kyle just having their relationship front and center, him being the leader of the team, was awesome. Akihiro going through everything he was going through, um, having a really bi struggle, which I love, especially when his ex shows up and Somnus. uh, What a sweetheart! Prodigy, Mm -hmm. everything that happened with Prodigy in that series, it was just amazing, and it's just it's just so great to get such a gay but high profile book. Like it, it was really like. I, I can't think of Marvel ever doing anything like that before. Except for like like the Young Avengers run, was it? Or the Avengers West Coast run or whatever, where essentially.
1: But I didn't read that. Well, we're so. we're going to get Avengers, Inc. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, right. So I loved it. Um, as I said, if, if I, if I want to throw an honorable mention that would have taken this spot, uh, it would have been Guardians of the Galaxy, the most recent run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway oh my god star lord coming out as by and having this incredible arc was just so good and i loved it so much and then if it was gonna be uh, a dc book i just have to give the shout out to the john kent series um i i'm not a superman fan and just that series of john kent has gotten me loving the world enough that i'm buying four superman books right
1: now like he so. <laughs> is superman
0: so yeah, he is Superman and he's amazing and his relationship is adorable and I love him. It's just so good. So, but yeah, I'm going to go with X-Factor, Leo Williams, David Baldion, and a variety of colorists and guest artists and stuff. I don't want to list everybody off, but yep, that's my third pick. Liza, yours.
2: Alright, uh, my next pick is My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, which is a memoir by Nagata Kabi. And what I really love about this is it Uh, is so strikingly forthright and honest about depression and anxiety um, and just uh, a a struggle generally with finding herself, uh, finding her sexuality, accepting her sexuality. Um, uh, So what it is, is this woman is in her late 20s and she has at this point never had a relationship of any kind. And thinks she may be interested in women and she goes to an escort service and she tells that whole story with lots and lots of details about uh, how her interactions with her family are affected uh, and then also talks about herself then writing a comic about her experiences and how her family reacts to that um, and how her relationship with her sexuality changes or in some cases doesn't change um, as she just kind of works through uh, her life, honestly. And there are some follow-ups as well where she keeps writing about her life. Uh, Eventually, she has an entire volume devoted to uh, just alcoholism. And uh, it's all still, like, just honestly, shockingly honest. And it's just, it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see, like, so much into her life and into her thought process. Um, Some of which, of course, maybe fictionalized or embellished uh but i really like it and i like how she doesn't romanticize herself at all she draws herself as like a very almost i don't want to say messy but like a cartoon style um like more cartoony and exaggerated than other characters and so i think it's just interesting to see how then she treats herself compared to others Mm -hmm. i'm definitely losing my thread a little bit here but (laughs) check it out yeah
0: that sounds great like I, i really i really think that really sounds interesting like I do love some drama, so...
2: Oh, good. Yeah, you'll love this. I just... (laughs) I love the freedom to be messy, I guess. Like, that we're Um, at a point with, you know, queer literature that we can get messy with it. We don't need to have only perfect romances, you know? Right.
0: Awesome. All right.
1: And for his third pick, Uh, One of my favorite books that this... At at this point, discovering this publisher was for sure cementing my love for, for this publisher... Um that's heathen from vault the these three volumes you can also find them like in this one giant omnibus um it's just one close-off story with these three and it's just it's perfect it's just it, one of those where it really like the impact it had on me um at the end but I'm getting ahead of myself so the story about Addis it's about is back in Viking times um she basically gets caught making out with the girl under the bleachers. And if it's, it's, not, it's not like that, it's definitely more serious. She either gets that, uh, they both either get the choice of uh, either dying or uh, being an outcast or definitely marrying into uh, who they were supposed to. And so the other girl de- definitely decides to marry into the village and Addis says, well, fuck that, I'll take the other route. And it's up to her dad to kill her like, out in the, the forest. But he still loves her enough that she, to just, like, kind of let set her free. And so she's like, well, fuck them and fuck fuck everything. I'm going to go rescue my own queen then. And she goes and sets off to rescue um, the outcast, the outcasted Valkyrie, uh, Brunhild. And she does. Like, honestly, it's one of the first things, like, that happens. Like, you think that this is kind of like the end quest to go do this? It's one of the first things that she does. And it's almost like it's going to work out. But then this is where the story really starts, like, kind of starts going. And Ruhild starts, like, kind of gives her, gives Addis a, a quest. It's like, basically, as soon as they get together, they kind of have this split. And they each kind of start going to, like, a different quest. Cause also, Odin is being a piece of shit. And he doesn't like that Addis is just choosing to do her own thing. And it's, it's it's also very, very empowering. Um, And again, like as, as the stories progress, and Vault does this great thing where it's not just about, conquering the good versus bad vault is always going to do like, like have this spin on it um and by the end of it by 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 the end of it when Addis explains like what the story is really about that's when it really fucking broke me um because was also one of those first times where I, I was starting to realize that vault just doesn't give you exactly what you expect um and so when you, when she gives you the revelation of like what the what the story is truly about like oh fuck yeah let, let the tears go but one of my favorite queer queer books there's just so much to say and like and like the art is just so badass too uh but heathen from vault one of my personal faves. i um i didn't get
0: into heathen when it first started because that was before i discovered vault and they've been doing these re-release a deluxe edition single issues with like card stock covers and stuff and they're absolutely beautiful i've been picking those up and catching up and yeah it's really really good yeah really like it all right awesome well, once again, let's check in with someone else. After that round of picks, let's check in with one of our special guests with a recommendation. Ben Khan, please tell us about a great book to check out. If you're looking for a great queer book this Pride Month, I recommend The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang.
1: And no, uh, Sway, go ahead. I know it's you so want to talk. It's so good. It's such a great fucking book. <laughs> Thank you so much for shouting this out. This this book out where I don't have to. So, yeah. I basically have six picks uh, for this episode. <laughs> Prince, of the, uh, Prince of the Dressmaker is like a, a heart stealer of a story. Uh, long story short, it's basically about like Vic- Victoria, Victorian era of Paris' first drag queen. And it's just, it's so fucking good. Like, look at them. They're such a sweet little couple that's him and like the dressmaker she's like she's so cute and just like all she just wants to do is like prove herself by being like the best dressmaker and so she gets to flaunt it out by like discovering like this new best friend who's like with the prince it's so fucking good um yeah jen wing like really knocked it out knocked out of the park with this book i highly recommend
2: yeah i want to read that now
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i knew he wanted to talk about that one (laughs) It it was gonna be on my list so when you yeah. told me, I was like, I was bummed out. I was like, ah, oh, but Bucky, I guess I still get to like highlight it, like highlight it with someone else.
0: Yeah, you got a
2: yeah. stealth pick.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> so for my next to last pick, I am actually, we're doing back to back vault picks, uh, with Heathen, myself with the other early vault book that caught our attention, which is Money Shot. Um, <laughs> yes. and boy, these books couldn't be more different. So uh, different. <laughs> um, this is written by Tim Seeley with Sarah Beattie. Uh, The art has changed uh, each time. Uh, Carolyn Leland did the uh, second volume and Giselle Lagasse is currently doing the third volume. Um, It's an amazing, very gay, very, I I hate saying sex positive because it's, it's not, I mean, it is, but it's not, it's very funny. You have to get it because it's very queer, which is great. And it's, it's, insane. But it's also about like the role of a sex worker and like how you can't just be a sex worker. There's really complicated things about being a sex worker. Like you can't make porn with your partner, your romantic partner and it not be weird and things like that. And that's kind of like one of the themes of the the book even though it's an amazing comedy. Um it has some of my favorite characters in comics. Uh, I know Josue is a super big fan of Doug, yes. uh, along with me, aka his poor name is Super Massive Black Hole because they're all scientists, by the way. Yes, he is white, by the way, and there is a black guy on the team, and he named himself Super Massive Black Hole, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, Doug is every macho idiot guy, but he's not at the same time, and I love him because he's actually sensitive and he's actually like, "I got you, bro," like, and they there's like an, a, a whole issue long story short where everybody hooks up in every different combination just to get to know each other and basically to get comfortable with each other and when the two dudes have sex he has one of the funniest lines probably the most you way i've ever laughed on this show yes where he um him and the other dude are talking and um I, he, he made a joke or something, right? And the other guy was like, "You didn't take it well. I mean, you take a joke like you take a dick, like a bitch." was like, <laughs> ah. "Like it's just this really gay bro," and I love it because it's so funny. Um, Trinity Spheres is great as well. Um, my girl, though I, I I love the lead character. I absolutely adore her. She is amazing. Oh, eh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's just so good, and it's Tim Seely. And Sarah Beattie. So there's this political humor that, I mean, this is the kind of book that appeals to you that you're going to like. It takes a very normal stance for people who would like this kind of book. Um, The whole second volume has a very political message against a certain person who was in charge of our company or our country for a couple of years. Companies, right. And just absolutely obliterates him, and I loved it so much, so... Uh, but yeah, what a book, Money Shot. It's still going. It's in its third volume. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's called Money Shot Comes Again, in case anyone's wondering right now. <laughs> and in the most recent episode, uh, a girl has sex with somebody who's definitely not Mickey Mouse, is a legally distinct character from Mickey Mouse. Um, One person has a threesome with two people from Sailor Moon. Uh, and yeah, it's just great. It's just, I, I can't. I can't recommend it enough. It's hilarious. So Money Shot from Vault, my second, next to last pick. Liza, your next to last pick.
2: All right. Uh, my next to last pick is the Citizen Kane of shoujo manga, Rose of Versailles by Ryoko Ikeda. I read this for the first time over the pandemic and I just got totally obsessed. Um, so <laughs> it's the story of the captain of the guard of Versailles, before the French Revolution, and what's unusual about this story is the captain of the guard of Versailles is a woman. So, uh, she was raised to be a soldier and eventually captain of the guard by her father, who had, I believe, no daughters. And so, she effectively became that son. Uh, they call her Oscar. Um, you may sometimes also hear Rosa Versailles called Lady. Excuse me, Lady Oscar. Um, But what I love about it is that because of that, uh, this this book interrogates gender norms in a lot of really interesting ways, uh, because, of course, the story is told at the French Revolution, we have a lot of interesting things going on with the uh, interplay between class and gender. Um, And then, of course, we have a queer character that I love so, so much. Her name is Rosalie, and she falls in love with Lady Oscar. Unfortunately, Lady Oscar herself is not queer. Oh. That's that's the greatest disappointment of my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I kept waiting the whole time I was reading it, like it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It never did. But the rest of it is just so, like I feel like there's so much queerness just in the, the way that gender is examined in this book and that we have this great character, Rosalie, who does more or less like embrace her queerness very openly um, and there's also a film adaptation called Lady Oscar that was made by the great French director Jacques Demy. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. He directed uh, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg and uh, The Young Girls of Rochefort. Beautiful, beautiful technicolor musicals. Unfortunately, I've never seen Lady Oscar because that movie is impossible to get.
1: <laughs> uh... But
2: they, they actually filmed like parts of it in Versailles, like the real Versailles. Okay. Um, so I'm That's obsessed awesome. with finding that, uh, <laughs> the anime is good, so y'all should check that out too. Um, but if you're really into shoujo manga, you should check this out because it's uh, oh, yeah. like early seventies shoujo and just really classic, like the art style is just gorgeous as well. I mean, you have those sumptuous settings in Versailles and then, yeah, uh, if you like interesting examinations of gender, this one I think is a good one to check out.
1: Nice. Keep uh keep bugging uh movie madness so, so they can hand it down for you. I'm sure they have. Oh, like, that's better, a great idea. Better resources to to get it for their their catalog.
2: I'm gonna do that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Paste. Say, your penultimate pick.
1: Oh gosh, another heart stealer. Fucking Bloom, Bloom, guys, y'all, everybody should be reading Bloom. It should read Bloom at least once. It's so gay, I love it so much, so it's about Ari it's about Ari and hector now Ari uh we went like fresh out of high school, all he wants to do is just leave town leave, leave town with his band um and go to New York city so they can try to make it it's like it's like this like the next like shitty any any uh rock band you know um and only but the thing is that his parents like do need his help at this like. Kind of struggling bakery shop, like, and they live like, and then it's like a little shop at the on on the coast. Keith, you would fucking love this book. I swear <laughs> to God, there's a, there's a, it's another coast, um and then along, and then so and so and he's he's so moody because he's like in the band, and he's like, and he's like, kind of like, he you know, he is like the moody one in the band. So it's kind of like, is this like the right move for him? or is this even like the right project for him? If this is what he wants wants to pursue. Along comes in Hector, this really, really cute, like tiny bear himbo that is like the ultimate baker, and now is like is like very much in with the uh, with the parents because like they need the help, and all he wants to do is just keep baking, and he's just such a sweetheart. <laughs> and Ari is just, just little shit, just like little like a little cat, just like kind of poking and doesn't know what to do, and just like uh, until at least like Liza, like, unlike your story, at least in, in this case, when it finally does happen. Oh man, the fire is just up. Oh, it's just, it's <laughs> so there. <laughs> it's so fucking cute. It's literally one of my favorite books I, I read in recent years, and I one of the ones I really want. I would love Keith to read this one. It's called Bloom. Look at them; they're just so cute. And the whole the whole book is kind of like this like it's like in that in that blue tone.
2: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, did you see that picture of him? Look at them; like they're also cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love Bloom. Nice.
2: I think I need to read it right
1: now. Oh, no. I, okay, I'll definitely set up a, set a, a policy for you.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to our last picks, one be- last transition. And after that round of picks, let's check in with Anne for a queer comic book recommendation.
1: Okay, listen up, people. I'm only going to say this once. If you haven't yet, you need to read Galaxy, The Prettiest Star by Jazia Axelrod and Jess Taylor. It is an amazing coming-of-age story about a transgender woman who is secretly an alien princess hiding on this planet in the disguise of a male so that no one will tell that it's her. But it's about her discovering who she is, who the life she wants to live, and how she doesn't want to live in fear anymore. It is a great, great origin story for a hero who's going to be very, very big coming up in the Hawk Girl series, which you should have pre-ordered. But if you have not yet, I forgive you. Just make sure you check it out when it drops next month. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, uh... Amazing book. I really, really liked it. Probably would have been on my list if I didn't know that Anne was going to be picking it. You're a great so, shout-out. <laughs> one I saw we also want to read as well. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to our last picks, uh, I did want to quickly give a quick history of our um, LGBTQIA Book of the Year Award for our End of the Year Award of um, but Mostly because the one that won last year isn't wasn't picked for uh, by us at all, which is Wind. Oh,
1: uh, yes. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, Wind is just something that I was like, I thought Josue might pick it, you know? Was on the so chopping <laughs> block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other things nominated last year was A Thing Called Truth, Sins of the Black Flamingo, uh-huh. um, Bolero, which was my sixth pick, by the way. It Ooh, just was nice uh, Destiny, New York, and, and yeah, Wind, of course, winning. And then the year before that, our first year doing that award, the winner was Killer Queens, as Josue is nominated. Yeah. Uh, shortly followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Eros and Psyche, which I forgot about and loved. Um, Windigan, Mamo, Destiny New York, and Spectre Inspectors. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to those. Uh, so, our final picks. Anyone who knows me, anyone who follows this show, anyone who follows me on Twitter, you know what's coming. My um, number one LGBTQIA book is Destiny New York. Uh, by Pat Shand, Rosie Camp, Manuel Prytano, Elisa Roboli did art. There's so many artists, but Pat Shand is the general contributor of the story. And I love this book. It's probably my favorite comic book. I'll just be honest. Like I spend too much money on this book, like (laughs) entirely too much money on this book. I have three copies of volume three. (laughs) I know. I don't know why either. I just keep buying it. Um, I have four of volume one, but three of them or two of them are varying covers. They're very limited editions. So nice. Um, but I bought every, about every volume that's come out so far, which is one through six. I bought every spinoff. I love it. I cannot get enough of these characters. It's as someone who is a writer, it's this is the story I wish I wrote. Oh, nice. I wow. love it that much like it's that good it's just that perfect
1: and it, 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 it's it's so cool of at least like where it starts like, like for, for you liza it's like destiny new york it's a, a a magical school if you will only done better than the fucking turfy bullshit yeah. uh magical school where, where instead of like we all get to learn the same thing everybody goes to learn to basically to be badass enough to go fulfill their own prophecy their own destiny because every every hero has theirs so they go there to just train up in their own way um and our main character logan she did hers at 13 like she did the ya she did the ya route so what's been next le- what's left yeah. for her you know like you already did what you were supposed to do in life and so yeah it's, it gets a really slice of life when it's like super magical
0: fate told her she her whole purpose is to do a thing and she did it at 13. Wow. Well, so what's the rest of her life? Right. Now? What does it matter? And it's, that just opens everything up. And you get introduced to some amazing characters. Um, you get to experience her turbulent relationship with her girlfriend in high school, which later becomes her ex. Um, and then later, she meets Lilith. And Lilith is...
1: So badass. Incredible. And just
0: <laughs> such an amazing, complex character. Not a perfect person. No one in this book is perfect. That's They're the other dead. thing. Everybody's flawed. Everybody's a real character. Everybody's a real person. Um, They have this turbulent love affair and they have magical threats that come in between them, but they also have, you know, normal relationship problems. It's a great combination of them. And it's just so good. And then the other characters you meet, you meet Anthony, who is a seer, and I, I really like Anthony. Yeah, you have a side character that's like,
1: here at first and then she's oh, like no. boom i was gonna close here. with her i was like
0: was, i was building to her that's my girl um then uh you get you get one of her co-workers who works with her at the, oh, at the barista him and his boyfriend and their weird relationships and like he's just fantastic there's there's so much fun together um the other students because she's this story mostly takes place after she's out of school so years later so there's a whole batch of students that are in there Including Cherry, who is a necromancer, just amazing character. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, who is legally distinct Harry Potter, but <laughs> but it's more than a punchline. It ends up becoming a real thing, and it's great. Yeah, and then my girl Trinity, the gangster asparista.
1: She's so awesome. <laughs> uh,
0: that's that's the name of her spinoff Thank book you. is Gangster Asparista, um, and her. Her catchphrase was regular's not a size. And I took it to heart because <laughs> yes.
1: So so true.
0: And then she's just amazing and she's also responsible for probably our favorite line of the entire series. She didn't say it, but she caused someone else to say it. And it was actually the name of one of our episodes of the show, which is she's like, I was talking in there with one of the gay with the gay one, and then someone yells, We're all the gay ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, that just sums up this story perfectly. It's so good. And then the spinoffs, I could talk about this for an hour, but I will say the spinoffs, uh, Smoke Weed, See the Future, which is about a young seer who makes her own straight of weed that helps seers see the future and also helps non-seers see their future, um, which is a really cool concept um, and someone that hopefully is going to learn a lot about now that we're reading the new volume once it start, he starts getting the floppies. Okay. Uh, and just, it's just, it's just so fucking. And Cherry gets her own book too, which is really good. So love it. Love it, love it, love it. Probably my favorite comic book. I love it so much. I'm a Pat Shand acolyte at this point. I buy everything <laughs> he makes. Even unrelated books at this point. So uh, Plus, last thing. He went to Exotica, the porn convention, to promote this book. Because he's like, why isn't anyone doing this? Like, And so he did it. And he sold a lot of books. He got a lot of interest from people. And I'm like, that's a really cool idea. Hell yeah. So I love it. I love Pat Shand. And uh, the whole creative team, that's actually how I discovered Elisa Roboli from A Thing Called Truth, was she did art for Destiny in New York. Yeah, right so, Yeah, love it. High recommendation. Can't recommend enough. Uh, all right, Liza, your final pick.
2: All right. Uh, my final pick is another memoir. I do really like memoirs. Um, so this one is, of course, Fun Home by Alison Bechtel, which I just adore. Who doesn't, though? Um, But it's just really personally significant to me as well. Um, I like how much of a literary lesbian, let's say, Alison Bechdel is. Like, she conceptualizes a lot about herself through her relationship with literature. What is she reading at the time? How is that influencing her? And uh, to me, the first time I read it, I couldn't believe it because we have so many of the same literary influences, like... You see in this book, you see that she read the same Nancy Milford, Zelda Fitzgerald biography that I read. She loves Colette. I wrote my undergraduate thesis about Colette. Like, I just <laughs> hit for hit just could not believe all of the things that uh, Bechdel is referencing throughout that uh, had connected with me in some way. And uh, just reading about somebody else who connected with themselves through literature in that way was really just impactful and meaningful to me and so i just i just love that book
0: that's also course, something yeah. i've always i've always meant to read that's been recommended to me multiple times
2: oh yeah definitely yeah. read it yesterday
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> and no way wrap us up okay um i have my own set of uh, small animal mentions i'll be quick at them because they just need a little their own little shout out um so or these two this one kind of counts because it is I, I was gonna mention a manga but it was is anthropomorphic queer so it's like i didn't want to give it the pass because like because they're animals but it's definitely two boys uh-huh. in this like boarding school and they're just like very much fun love each other love, or start, start to feel each other because it's um like the, the it's it's one of the, it's about the boring cat who just doesn't give a fuck about anything and along comes the new the the new exchange student the the the, the snake kid and he just because the cat he only sees in bland colors, and this new suit just has this particular cupboard tail, and he kind of sneaks by one day, and like the tail is like this like really pretty blue, and they start sneaking off with each other. So it's kind of it's kind of going into that. I haven't finished it, uh, but that's a little highlight, and it's called uh, uh, Monotone Blue. This next one that is very very much queer, and I love it because it's just like fanfic, headcanon, and all things right and I guess to highlight it again. And now with, again, Liza here, and this will definitely be added to the pile. Uh, Or Liza, do you know of Henry and Glenn forever and ever? Oh, I do. Yes. Okay. Have you read That's, everything?
2: I have not read everything yet.
1: Okay. Well, this is the whole book, and this is the coolest, this is the bestest thing ever, and this is the fanfic of um, bar napkins, and, and it's like Xerox paper, just a scratch paper Uh, fanfic of... Uh, Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig being in a gay relationship together, and all of their beautiful life together, and all of these crazy like zine style like art styles, it's so crazy. Like all the all the shenanigans that they get into. It's one of that ones I haven't finished it, so I, it wasn't part of my actual list. Um, but I'm just so happy I actually own this. And now for my actual pick, well, um, I'll, I'll highlight this one for this one because those they're the same, same person. Uh, I grew up with my my, um, big two cartoons and evolved into the gritty image stuff and it's like my horror books. But when I read this book two years ago, it immediately had to like reevaluate my whole life and it immediately had to be at the very least in my top 10. And that's a YA book, an all-ages book. Not even YA, it's an all-ages book called Snapdragon. And this book just has so much so much uh representation just piled into this tiny book this, it, this could be a series but it isn't and it's like you would want more at the end of it you would want more but you don't it's like it's so perfect in its own it's such a perfect book without it feeling just like piled on it's just like it's it's so perfectly paced um the name a little of the of, the, of the little girl and she just cares she just gives a fuck you know like she um though she herself isn't queer she meets a f- her friend uh Luis, and um she's actually like i mean as a kid she w- she even knows this but she's the process of like, at least like transitioning she feels comfortable transitioning with snapdragon at least like around her hole while like her brother's like kind of like a adju- or, or at least like get to like know her sister um but the story's about snapdragon. It immediately opens up with like, well, they know about like the old kook that lives up up in the forest, and so she's automatically the rumored witch. Sam Dragonfall uh stumbles upon this like dying uh, possum, and it's like, you know It's like, well, fuck it, I'll put her in a box, take it to the witch, and literally knocks on her door and says, "Fix it, like fix her. That's what they say you are, and so the, it's just kind of like, obviously not a witch, but like she'll 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 nurture this like dying animal but not gonna do it alone it's like she's at least like you're, you're gonna help me do this um so they start forming this bond like she's like she's like this like old lady like she wears all black she has an eye patch like wears like this big black black hat just like she, for, for to block out the sun so she kind of looks the part and snapdragon starts slowly kind of figuring out that like how she's nurturing this animal is a little different and then maybe there's a little bit more to this lady uh that she's giving off and then she, there's like a maybe maybe chance Wherever that story goes, that's not the point of it. You find out that this, like, this lady—I mean, she also had her own life because, like, she's lived off for this, like, this long. Uh, there's a whole segment where, like, Snapdragon finds out that she used to ride bikes because she, on the back, there's like this, like, now rusted over, like, a motorcycle. It's like used to ride bikes, like, kid. I used to fucking race them. So we get like a whole sub- subplot of like literally it's, like dikes on bikes and like a whole like explanation on her past, and it's just like it's so fucking great i love this perfect perfect book and it's literally for everyone to read like i've not it's one of those books i for sure I, I cried three times like paused so hard because like any sense of dialogue of like opening up to just like i wish i had this for like my childhood was just like ugh, like i can't i can't continue it's like it's, just, it's so it's so perfectly written so this is for all ages and this is by um their name is cat lay this is for everyone now, for us adults, then they wrote this other book called Thirsty Mermaids, and this is very much for adults. And this is so great. Um, it's about these three mermaids. They find a shipwreck, and they find all the booze, and they just get fucked up. And as they're running out, they're like, yo, we're running out. What are we going to do? We're so, so we still want to party. The sea witch goes like, yo, the elders just taught me the how to transform. We should go to the dry land and just get more fucked up over there. Great idea. So they do. And in the morning super fucking calling over they're like okay let's go back this sucks now the sea witch realizes that she didn't know how she didn't she didn't learn how to break the spell so they get they get stuck on land they need to do like odd jobs to be able to live around us and like the sea witch just gets like she feels like like the weight of the world on her because like she fucked up but this whole like sense of like uh body dysmorphia because like she's not in her own proper place like being not just like being in her own mermaid body but it's like uh, oh, it's such a perfect book. It's another, another great book. Cat Lee just writes incredible stuff. But for my number one, Stamp damn for sure. Awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me about that one. So, all right, before we wrap up, I just want to quickly give a little spotlight to a couple of the books that we um, back through the through Kickstarter because a lot of queer books start off as self-funded because it's not the most popular thing to publish Uh, but I want to give a shout out to some of the best ones out there, uh, by visibility and the, um, the sequel to it. Um, I got the buy box, which I love. It's big box. that says buy box. I love it. Um, that one's really great. I want to talk about the outside, which is a, uh, trans and non-binary anthology that I backed and I actually backed at the, um, distributor level. So I actually got, uh, like 10 copies of it. So uh, basically, I'm giving those out as I feel those people that would appreciate it, you know, things like that. Um, if I don't give them all out, I'm going to donate them to a trans charity, I believe. So we'll see. And then the last one, I have to give a shout out to the Color of All Ways, an LGBTQIA love anthology. This one, uh, a person that you heard earlier in the episode, uh, Justin, did contribute to it, and it was edited by Michelle, who I interviewed during the Kickstarter campaign and got along really well with. I really liked Michelle. So uh, that book, the Kickstarter is completed. I should be getting the book anytime, but it is actually getting published as well. So it is in stores. You guys can find a copy bit there. So highly recommend all three of those anthologies. They're really, really great. And yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, So Liza, would you like to plug anything, any kind of contact, any projects you're working on, anything at all?
2: Uh, Not too many projects right now, uh, but if y'all want to see some of the things I'm up to, movie-wise, you can find me on Letterboxed at Cool Hand Liza.
1: Nice. Hostway, oh, your pick, your plugs. Uh, for me, you can definitely find me on Twitter at Hostway Reads Hostway, and then at Hostway Plays Hostway on Twitch. I'll be on whenever I can. Set the notifications up. There's some projects I like to do on there that I haven't done in a while, but I want those to be more concrete before I start plugging them up again.
0: Gotcha. All right. And you can find me at WHI Podcast Keith on Twitter. You can find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz on Twitter. You can find this show at WHI Podcast, which, to be fair, this is probably how you found the link to this episode. But if you aren't following us, follow us because you will get a notification every time we get a new episode. It'll have a list of every issue that we review that week, as well as timestamps. So it's uh, really useful and the best way to absorb our product. Also, make sure to follow our other show, Jukebox Vertigo at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter. Uh, that show is our musical playlist building show, and we just released our Pride episode for that one. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Liza also makes an appearance there. So uh, that was a lot of fun to put together and a real blast. So check that out once again at Jukebox Go on Twitter. Uh, so those are the queer issues that we had this week. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. As I said, don't forget to bag, board, and box your new treasures. And we'll see you next week with a new batch of beautiful books. Stay safe and read more. Come hey oh hey jeff what's going on guys oh you know talking about superman oh cool i could talk about superman i could talk some more about superman we know i'll bet a few people would want to get in on this
1: i'm down you know it That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you
0: get your podcasts.
1: Yay.